0: Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, the weekly spin-off podcast where I sit down with my ex-cop dad and we talk about stuff that ideally isn't too harrowing. Dad, I guess the leading story on today's Loose Ends is that you've got the spicy cough. How are you feeling? The big C. <laughs> See, yep. but normally when you say the big C... Yeah.
2: Well, people think of, you know what? JC? No, cancer. Oh! Oh! But I, I don't um, have that. I don't. But now the big C is COVID. Yeah, yeah. So, how, now, how many days have you had it for? Um, a lot. Mm. Like, time has. My universe has entered a new universe.
0: They say that when men get sick, it's very different to when women oh, get sick because they're really that's bullshit. None- is it, 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 it crap? Is it? Yes, because I'm fucking sick. I know. I was I was not saying you aren't sick. I'm just saying that Paul. That's let's a be myth. honest. It's not. It's Dad, a myth. What? So myth. now we've got man COVID. Fuck! Give me a break. The resentment in your voice implies that you know you know this is a problem. Paul, You're just Paul, uh, if yeah. there
2: was a place called hell, uh huh, I've been knocking on its door. Okay,
0: I'll pull the other no, one. I'm serious. I'm, mate, Everyone. I
2: I have had. Okay, I had a. I had a 24 hour migraine, Uh-huh. no matter how much medication I took and no matter what orifice I slipped the medication into, mm-hmm. it did nothing. Which, so orifices, just... which orifices did you slip it into? My mouth. Okay. But if I had, have had to use the nose or my or freckle.
0: Bot- or the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> I would have used an applicator. Okay. okay. What you're saying is that you have been sicker and felt worse than anyone ever. No, I didn't say that, Paul. You said you've been to hell. Well, I'm sure other people have too.
2: Right. But it was really, really bad, and I'm still okay. suffering. Uh, here's a fun fact for everyone, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a salient point. Yeah. And I'd like to stress this. Um, Christine. Yeah. She, her results were showing up negative. Mine were, my, you know how you get two lines for positive? Yep. My second line appeared... The first line appeared within, uh, literally, as I was pouring the drops onto the thing. That's how how incredibly reactive.
0: And it's not a co- dad. It's not a competition. Paul, every <laughs> my stripes appeared before anyone. Anyway, Paul, Paul. The second it touched, I'm so virulent that the second it touched the pad. Well,
2: firstly, I don't sound like you think I sound like. Okay. Okay. Yeah, um, okay. I mean. You make me sound like a Stockman who's just come off a 20-day trek on the Nullarbor.
0: That's what you sound like.
2: I I certainly don't sound like that because I've had people recently say I have a voice for radio. (laughs) And a face for television. What station?
0: (laughs) Is it the the Stockman update? AM station? (coughs) I think I got the spicy cough too. Dad, look, you're sick. Yes, go on.
2: Hear me out. It's really important for our friends and listeners. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I got the second thing, and it was. I was, I, to my knowledge, I haven't had COVID in. I mean, I've just beaten the worst of the worst. And I was thinking that wouldn't it be great to go through life never having COVID? Having said yep. that, there are people that have had it that don't know they've had it. So, Christine has been doing the test at the same time. She has been discarding her test, thinking that we'd get an instantaneous or albeit very quick reaction. Mm-hmm. A colleague of Christine's said to her, because we put the, the things in the bin. I was positive. She was negative. Get ready for this. Christine goes back. We retrieved her test 30 minutes later. From the bin. From the bin. Yeah. And it was positive. Jesus. And I'll tell you what, she's she's not well either. Um, so I've, it's been an interesting experience. It's not over yet. But some of the dreams I've had have been almost worthy of getting up and taking contemporaneous notes. <laughs>
0: All right, Dad. Look, people typically, when they talk about their dreams, it's it's typically extremely boring. But if you have one story you would like to tell us from one of your delirium dreams, that's completely fine. I have a
2: recurring dream that has been come back, not to haunt me, but it's because it's 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 a pretty exciting dream where I'm in a plane, a proper jetliner, but it's just going down normal suburban streets. Okay. Okay. And when I'm in the plane, I'm trying to figure out why aren't the wings hitting all the poles and the houses on either side. So I can't quite figure that out. The plane stops. We get out. And I meet my father. And he's standing on the side of the road. And he looks at me. He doesn't say anything. And then he turns 180 degrees. And he looks up and there's this almighty hill. And it's covered in rocks. Um, it's really treacherous. And he starts climbing this hill and I can't keep up with him. That's the dream. What do you make of that?
0: Feels like a metaphor.
2: Yeah, definitely. But I, I haven't sort of elaborated or thought about it that much, but it's pretty pretty surreal. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that would that's interesting. Um and, and other bizarre dreams, but it's kind of been one tries to think about Because you try and be in the now with a sickness, you try and compare it to previous illnesses. And some people have said, oh, it's like the flu, but it seems to travel through your body, but it does weird things. And the only thing I'd like to say at this juncture, and I'm speaking from a personal perspective, so I'm not trying to have a go at anyone. I'm not trying to put my perspective on things, although... Obviously I am with what I'm about to say, but I will say, and I, I fervently believe that, I mean, I've been triple vaxxed and I'm in the midst of this shitty thing. I thought it was touch and go for a while because it was really getting into my lungs and my chest. And I thought I was actually becoming a little bit, uh, not scared, but I was thinking, shit, I really have to monitor this very closely because I thought next step is definitely, um, to hospital. Right. So, and the terrible thing about this is, and it's happened many times in the past, is we all know that some people, and fit people, young people, have gone to sleep and never woken up. Isn't that incredible? They actually die in their sleep. Well, so,
0: you and mum are very healthy and very fit and, you know, so...
2: We are, but I'll tell you what, this it, it knocks the stuffings out of you. And once you register your positive COVID test, you get this, this sort of very detailed document. I must say that the Department of Health uh, in New South Wales they're just, it's its phenomenal the way they operate. They're on the ball and they give you all these questionnaires so you can kind of try and sort of self-monitor at home, which is really good to sort of free up the, you know, the hospitals and the, uh, you know, the essential services, i.e. AMBOS, paramedics. But there are certain symptoms that if you get them, you have to specify when you dial triple O, I've got COVID and these are the symptoms and you don't fuck around. Like it's really, really full on. So, and it can kind of affect your mental well being where you start to dwell on the negative and you know, hypochondria where you start to think you know, you you sort of become hypersensitive to the symptoms. And you're sort of tossing up, oh do I it's kind of like people that get chest pains or they get a numb arm and they're thinking, Am I having a heart attack? Or am I not? Do I let it slide? Do I pull over? Do I keep driving? And nine times out of ten Things are okay, but boy, oh boy, you've got to be so careful. But I'm definitely, I feel as though I'm on the mend. Um, and they're very specific. They give you this certificate that obviously Christine's going to use for her work because it's sort of a legal binding document whereby it it says that you've tested positive and you can, you're not to do anything for seven days. Weirdly, Christine gets out of quarantine two days after I do. Um, and Christine also had a bit of a premonition where she, before she tested positive, uh, she, you know, cooked up a storm, which is kind of nice, even though we've got people that have said they'll bring us food, etc. But imagine being sort of alone, having no contact with the outside world, getting COVID and you had nothing in your fridge, Like, right? And there must be people like that. So it's been an experience and I, I don't particularly want to go through this again. And I guess my final point is that for me, on a personal level, personal note, uh, if I hadn't have been vaccinated, I shudder to think what would have happened to me. I mean, I do feel strongly. I mean, we were, Paul, um, do you recall when we were in the city last week? Oh yeah, 100%. And, that, and, the, and the, the siren went off and everyone, it was a full blown emergency siren from, a, I, we, I thought it was a police car. Yeah. And it turned out to be this fuckwit. And that's just fucked what he did. He used the siren to, to, to you know, get everyone's attention, which is illegal, might I add. Just that, because you're not allowed to use a siren unless you're in emergency service. Pitt Street Mall, right? Pitt fully Street crowded
0: mall. day. Pitt Street Mall starts ranting how yeah. the vaccines are going to give you autism and give you cancer but and But it give was you just, AIDS he was
2: aggressive. And- he's approaching people, and people are really, really f- visibly distressed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, that's... Yeah. So, do you have a, did you have a, a reader's question
0: or something? Actually, no. I wanted to talk about the fact that Tegan and I had a guest on Dish Island this week. Paul, that guy. I, I, I caught a glimpse, glimpse of it this morning.
2: I love him. Greg oh, Davis. He, he yeah. is... There's something about
0: the guy that you can't help but love him. He's incredible. I mean, Greg Davis is one of our, you know, just idols and... He I came would, on Dish Island. I would oh. give a lot to meet him. So basically, Dad, every guest who comes onto Dish Island, you know this, you've been on Dish Island before, but every guest who comes onto Dish Island to talk to Tegan and myself is stranded on the island. So we asked Greg, who is a comedian and improviser, we asked him how he got there and he said he came on a plane and we asked if there were any survivors and uh, he said no. And this is how he expanded on that. But the fact is they, they did perish. They did. And on reflection, I think it's probably best because I think there would have been a power struggle. I didn't like the look of a few
1: of them. Yeah. And I could have seen, even if one survived in the water, you know, that moment with Rose and the door, where it's like you could have fit Jack on the door and you probably could have fit people on your log. But, you know, the
0: log was enormous. I could have fit all 45 <laughs> of them on it. Oh, see, I thought you were talking like a small Cessna. This is a big oh, no. plane. yeah. It's a big No, public. this is a full. G- <laughs> it was a full. G- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Wonderful. Well, you're here now. Just you. I don't think it's a very good start, guys. (laughs) I don't think it's a very good
0: start for me to appear to celebrate the death of 265
1: people. (laughs) So good. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore.
2: If I could meet, I think, I think that I'm sure that everyone really, everyone just absolutely loves him. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know who I'm talking about, you'll see him and
0: he's such a, he was a school teacher. Mm. And, um. Weirdly, Dad, he's in a new show on BritBox called The Cleaner and it's pertinent to your interest in your career. And it's very on point for Loose Units uh, where he plays a crime scene cleaner. So. Well, fascinating. He plays the guy who comes to the you yeah. know the murder scene and actually cleans it up. So every episode there's a different guest: it's, you know, David Mitchell, uh, Helena Bonham Carter, all these incredible people. But he came on to talk about to talk about the show and ended up just doing what guests always do on Dish Island And is just talking nonsense about food. So I mean, really seriously, get across and have a listen to the show if you haven't already, because it's right up your alley if you're a well, listener. I love
2: food. I love him. Obviously, I love you and Tegan. Love, love your work. And can I share a, a very? I, would, you, would you like you and the listeners like to know what I'm using for my throat?
0: That's Christine coughing in the background. This is live oh recording. Oh God, I've just called two people who are dying of COVID. Um, do you have? A, how's Mum doing? By the way, is she doing okay?
2: No, she's pretty rat shit.
0: But anyway, okay.
2: I know CPR.
0: Well, good. Yeah. I should hope so. Dad, something happened last week that is crime-related that I want to talk to you about, okay? Love it. Somebody got in touch and said I should watch a little show called Columbo. And I'd never seen Columbo before. And when I was staying in Sydney talking to the Stranger Things cast, and again, oh, yes, so I inter- <laughs> buried the lead. I interviewed some of the kids from Stranger Things for Junkie magazine, and you can actually see the whole interview across at Junkie. I, you know what? I'm going to post that on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash loose units so you can actually see my interview with the kids from Stranger Things. While I was there in Sydney, I was told by a friend to watch a show called... Columbo, that's right. And uh, I'd never seen Columbo before. You'd seen it when you were growing up, so you were like, oh, yeah, I know Columbo. It turns out this show is extraordinarily good. I mean, Dad, I'm always a big fan of uh, fictional detectives because of, you know, um, the whole loose units thing and because of Electric Blue and, you know, Hard Seltzer. And if nobody's seen this show, the basic premise is absolutely crazy, and that is that it starts with the murder so it's not a who done it. It starts by showing you the murderer, h- how they did it, why they did it. It cool. shows you their entire the entire murder, and all the, everything is revealed. And only about a third of the way through the episode, maybe more, does this detective played by Peter Falk just sort of wander in and start putting the pieces together. So you. It's it's like an inverse pyramid. Every crime story does the exact opposite. It's a who done it. You have to find out. Who, you know, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's brilliant. One of the things. Now, I have not seen an episode of
2: Columbo mm. for for probably thirty five years. Wow, okay. that's a fact. Okay, yep. now I'm gonna re- I'm gonna relate to you, Paul. Yeah, one of his classic. There are certain things that I remember about him, and I haven't seen him for thirty-five years. Hang on, is this gonna is this gonna spoil an episode of Columbo? No, not an episode, but can I just say a few things about how he works, and you tell me if I'm on point? Okay. He smokes a cigar. Yes, all the time. He wears a trench coat. Yep, filthy all the time, all the time. Yeah. But the classic thing that he does all the time is he asks a few questions. Generally, the murderer or someone relaxes a little bit. Yeah. They drop their shoulders. They think, oh, thank God he's going. And as he's leaving the room, he turns around and he says, oh, and he's just got this weird way about him. Now, that
0: is one of his signature moves. Would you not agree? Yeah. He says, oh, and one more thing. Just one more thing. He lets, yes, he lets them relax. They go, okay, okay, we're good. We're off the hook. And he turns around and asks these... Because more often than not, Dad, he knows who the murderer is the second he meets them. True, true. And he's playing with them. He's just trying to get a watertight case. And then what you do is you follow the murderer as they scramble to deal with this guy who they suspect might not be as stupid as he's pretending to be. Mm -hmm. And then the the trap closes. Now, in terms of the truly great detectives... no detective has captured the imagination of. Okay, can you guess which country Colombo is extraordinarily famous in more than any other country in the world? Would you like me to have a guess as though I
2: don't know, or shall I guess as though I do know? Did I tell you? I think you I told, already me, told but you. But the answer is Japan.
0: That's right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which is just. I, I, I love the Japanese.
0: Yeah, me too. I love me them
2: too. They just create this. Uh, there's just something the way they do things. But look, Colombo, um, I actually love the way he works. I actually worked with a few detectives in the New South Wales police force that were kind of a little bit like Columbo except they were useless. So they were poorly dressed, dirty suit, dirty shirt, uh, and gave the appearance of being useless, but they actually were useless. Right. And that's where Columbo (laughs) and these detectives part part company. Right, okay. And I mean that in the nicest possible way in that, yeah, there you go.
0: Oh Jesus. Okay, so what you're saying is they enter a room and you think ah oh, got a bit of a Columbo here, but it's like if Columbo wasn't actually smart. Correct. Yeah. That's a shame. And there would be no TV show. Would there.
2: Damn. Because at the end of the day he he's totally brilliant. And I'm really yep. happy you're into it, Paul. What
0: platforms it on? It's on Apple TV and I've been binging it lately. Each episode is about 75 minutes long and the show ran from the early 70s to 78 or 9. Then it stopped and came back in 89 and ran till 2003. Very different thematically, very different feel apparently on the second run, you yeah. know, a bit kind of goofier and a bit stranger, but Maybe. I'm really excited. It, it kind of became a big, big thing again during COVID. Apparently a whole bunch of people f- stumbled into Columbo during their search for something good to watch during COVID. So mm. it's it's going through a bit of a resurgence and there are rumours that Natasha Leone is going to be playing Columbo in a reboot, which I'm wow. also pretty wow. excited about.
2: So Paul, am I allowed to ask at this juncture for our listeners' benefit? Yeah. Is are we allowed to sort of is anything happening with possibly our show? Uh not not allowed to say. Not allowed to say. That's cool. No. So that no. could be yes, could be no. Could be anything. I love it.
0: Just not allowed to say though. I understand. Yeah, I love it. I love her banter. It's an interesting time to be a Loose Units fan, though. I will say that much. Anyway, Dad, I think we're pretty much done with oh, the episode. I just like to keep talking. Uh, I know, I know.
2: It's keeping kidding. me sort of. It's putting in some <laughs> vim and vigor into my. Day. Well,
0: you've you've been going a little bit spare with this uh, trapped indoors with COVID thing. Oh, I can't stand it. It's a plight that many have been through, but very few people have brains like yours, so I understand the... It's, you know, it's,
2: what it's, I did research on Buddha statues oh, from the 13th century for six hours yesterday. I'm not kidding. Pretty normal stuff. And I stood up doing it, and my, my feet were so cold, they, they literally shut down. Yeah. It was like simulating walking across the tundra.
0: No one's ever as sick as you, Dad. Oh, no, that's uh, that's coached in meanness. Human <laughs> couched? Yeah, that's it. Oh fuck! <laughs> Although it could be a bunch of couches in a coach. Yeah, or could be taught to be uh, mean uh, whilst lying on a couch. Anyway, that's all the time we have for this. I would say fairly odd. Yeah, I think that's fair. Episode love, of loose. I love Thursdays. Or You've got to let me <laughs> let me do the outro again. Hang on, sorry. Well, that's all the time we have for this fairly odd, uh, yes, very odd episode of Loose Ends. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to check in, if you want to catch all the things we mentioned during this episode, like my interview with the Stranger Things cast, or a bit of a video of the clip you heard of uh, Tegan and I talking to Greg Davis on our new episode of Dish Island, or if you just want to say hello, head across to looseunits.com forward slash Facebook, or if you want to get the address correct next time, Paul, facebook.com forward slash looseunits. I think I'm delirious too. And, anyway. uh, and Paul, before we yeah. go, and yeah. please don't cut this out, could
2: I leave my well, our wonderful listeners with my signature uh, sort of syrup for helping if you've got a sore throat? Okay. Would people like to know what it is? Yeah, sure. Would you like to know?
0: Syrup sounds menacing, but go on.
2: Okay, well, it's kind of syrupy.
0: Why do you leave these things for when I'm literally outroing the show? I know, but
2: I just thought it's pretty exciting. It's a an, it's an exciting note to sort of end on. Okay. And the recipes, it's, like I said, it's you know how I've got signature dishes. Yeah. Well, I've also got I've signature come up, syrup. No, no, it's a signature remedy. All right. And and I think it's bloody good. So what I get it? I get ginger,
0: huh?
2: <laughs> and a lemon. Yeah. <laughs> and some honey.
0: Dad, I called you four days ago and you, said for your.
2: I was gonna. I was gonna attribute the, the the patenting right. I don't
0: care. No, I don't care who gets credit. But combining those three <laughs> things is not some secret remedy.
2: I know, but it's possibly the the proportions that I use, right. and oh, I use a very yeah. very beautiful soft pink knob of ginger.
0: I don't quite know what to say to that. Apart from thank you for listening to this episode. Have a good weekend, and we will see you soon for more loose units. Soft pink knob. Jesus Christ. Cheerio.
1: <laughs> Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans.